0: You're listening to the Patrick E. McLean Podcast. This is Man Plans and God Laughs. Man Plans and God Laughs is currently my favorite Yiddish proverb. My second favorite Yiddish proverb is If Grandma had wheels, she would be a wagon. I just ran into that one searching for the origin of Man Plans and God Laughs. But the reason that this is on my mind is I'm trying to make a plan for 2021. And honestly, I'm flinching like a hand-shy dog over the whole thing. Every time I sit down to give it some thought, I wince and shy away, expecting another cruel blow of fate. I had such a great plan for 2020. Honestly, going into 2020, I had my act together as much as I ever had. Business-wise, the year was going to be tremendous. It felt like it was just all laid out in front of me for the taking. And then, well, and then, man plans, and God laughs. It all got twenty twenty, and in some ways, this was a very good thing. For one thing, it lit a fire under me with my writing again. You see, I had been putting off my own writing so that I could be available for and provide for my family. You almost can't overestimate the amount of time and effort young children take, especially in the first three years of life. From what I understand, both the research and my experience with actual people, those years are the crux. After that, you've got what you've got. But proper nutrition, safety, love, physical affection, structure, and discipline in those early years are very important. And all of this can be collapsed into the single phrase, spend attentive time with your children. As a family, we've made sacrifices to make that happen. Most of me not writing and not podcasting was part of the plan. And I think that's the correct thing to do, was the correct thing to do. I mean, unless something very unusual happens, my greatest creative works, in terms of impact and longevity, are going to be my kids. And if I screw them up, I mean, more than the amount required to make them funny, then that mistake is going to compound, possibly across generations. But when everything shut down in March, I got mad. I felt like I had made a spurned sacrifice, or at least a mistake. I felt, like I think everyone felt, that I wasn't in control. This too is a gift of 2020. I got snapped around to how little input I really had in the course of events. And that's a gift when it makes you focus more intently on the things you can control. The way I look at it is like this. When you concern yourself with the things that you can't do anything about, your power, your ability to affect change in the world, shrinks. Think about that friend you know who is unreasonably obsessed with national politics, goes through wild emotional swings, destroying friendships and straining family reunions, and their ability to change the course of politics is infinitesimal, if not non-existent, yet they get so worked up that they neglect to do the things that they should or could do to make their situation and the situation of those they love better. You know someone like this, I'm sure they rage and their life falls apart more and more while their attention is devoted to things like correcting someone who is wrong on the internet. But when you focus on the things that you can do, your ability to create change in the world grows. I know this effect might sound eerie, but honestly, it's one of the truest things I know. So what can I control? My output. Writing is a matter of time and will. So I tore into how to succeed in evil once again. In some ways, this is maybe a stupid thing to do. Satire is a very difficult genre to crack. It doesn't have the sales of other genres, but I had the series outlined. So I followed the outline and threw my hands at the keyboard. In frustration and fear, I wrote. I'm really sketchy on psychotherapy. I think it's a load of horse shit. And the true benefits that someone gets from therapy is really just accountability and having someone to talk to. I don't doubt that depth psychology The idea that there is more going on in us than we consciously know is correct. But I'm not convinced that delving into the depths of someone's personality is a good idea. The way to unite the plurality of urges and thoughts and evolved needs that is a human being into a strong and working personality is not through analysis. It's through synthesis. I think you have to make something to make something of yourself. This is not to say that you should tackle things alone. Talking to someone about your problem really being heard is like a gift from God. And it's the lonely tragedy of the modern world that the average person isn't truly listened to. But that kind of coaching and counseling is a far cry from psychoanalysis as I understand it. And all of this is a long-winded digression to say that if you're in trouble in your life, my suggestion is to immediately create something. It might not work for you, but it's always worked for me. And it has worked for everyone I've seen who's tried it. So, worth a shot. So as I stand here on the precipice of 2021, I have basically three books completed. The second evil book, currently titled Half Man, Half Galligator, Half Plumber, is complete. It's been proofed. I'm giving it a final pass as I read the audiobook, and as soon as I'm done, I will release the ebook, say, January 15th at the latest. After editing and mastering, the audiobook will be available shortly after that. I'm also 5,000 words away from a first draft on the third book in the series, titled Guy Who Amputated His Body, which is the story of Brainatar, who has featured in every iteration of How to Succeed in Evil, but was never really explained. My current plan is to finish that up and release it in the spring. Writing more books seems like the highest leverage thing I can do. And the question for 2021 is, what now? What am I going to do with this substack? I'm getting a lot of joy out of these essays, and I hope you are too. But the overwhelming feedback from my reader-listener survey, which if you haven't taken, totally should. It's the beginning of every email, is that I should write more fiction. So the question I have is, do I continue to podcast every chapter of these new evil books? Or do I podcast the first few and make the whole book available to subscribers for free, and, and for sale and everything? Or do I make these evil books available on another feed? It's tough to figure this stuff out, and I have recently come to grips with the fact that I kind of suck at it. After I overcame the pain and embarrassment of this realization, this fact became fascinating to me. See, I have always assumed that the road to success was to become a better writer, to try new things, to grow, to seek out wider and more experimental horizons. And I've come to realize that maybe that's not the case. Not that I shouldn't do those things. But the fault isn't the writing. There are people who don't write as well as I do who are making a better living than I am writing. What they're better at is something you might call authoring. And by that, I mean some alchemy of promotion, networking, time management, and whatever else it is that I don't know. At first, this kind of realization is humbling, but then it's liberating. Realizing what you don't know is, in itself, a map. Hey, look at this blind spot. Well, what shape is it? And once you've named the blind spot and outlined it, you can fill in your knowledge. You can ask for answers. You can make a plan. Which brings me back around to planning for 2021. You see, every time I start to make a 2021 plan, I start by saying something like, if I could just find a way to do X. And then I hear a voice in my head say, yeah, and if grandma had wheels, she would be a wagon. My number one overarching problem is that my audience isn't growing fast enough. I'm not getting my work in front of enough new people. And I'm not putting myself out there enough. I have some ideas about this and some things that I'll be testing in the new year, but any suggestions that you, dear reader or listener as the case may be, might have are most welcome. The good news about all this is my audience is growing. And for six and a half months of cranking out words, I've made quite a lot of headway. But the nature of the world has become more increasingly winner-take-all. Those who are at the top of a field have a greater share of the spoils than ever before. Now, you could say, why should you care about that? The work should be its own reward. And I agree with that completely. But right now, my attention is fragmented. What I'm doing now is a fraction of what I'm capable of, because I can't focus solely on writing and thinking. And what I want to do is get to the point where this generates enough income so I can really give it everything and see what I've got in the tank. Because right now, every word I write is written on stolen time. I'm not complaining. It's hard. And it's good that it's hard. But it's just a fact. I recently saw an interview with Werner Herzog talking about what it takes to be a filmmaker, specifically what he saw lacking in some younger filmmakers. And he said, A certain criminal element... I love that guy's voice. Anyway, he was not referring to a method of financing, but rather to being creative and ruthless with the world in pursuit of getting work done. Success in any creative field is impossible. But some people do succeed. So the conclusion I draw is you're going to have to break, or at the very least, ignore some rules to make the next step, to make headway of any kind. So, while God is laughing, here is my current rough plan for 2021. I'm going to publish less frequently, but with higher quality. I will write essays as the spirit moves me, because honestly, writing these things really helps me work through what's troubling me, and I turn a good phrase in them every now and again, which I take as evidence that they don't completely suck. My target is one piece of new fiction a month, say five to 10,000 words. So short stories, what you might think of as preludes to larger works. For example, I've been noodling stories set in space for 10 years, and I've been trying to get a The world building right not the politics or the economics i mean that's in there but the physics of it and not the actual physics you understand spend time on atomic rockets and you will realize in great depth and with great rigor how scientifically inaccurate all sci-fi really is like as soon as you go faster than light you've got a huge problem deal you've left reality right But what I've struggled with is how to have a story that's grounded in some kind of physical reality so that the stories that you tell are a natural outgrowth of that reality just as much as a cowboy story is grounded in the plains or high desert. I could spend another 10 scattered years at this task, but honestly, I think I've just made enough progress just to write one and see how it turns out. At its core, all writing is like this. You prepare the best you can, but at some point you just have to grab the parachute jump out of the plane and figure it out on the way down undergirding all of this is a feeling that a long-form story running in serial form is not friendly to new listeners it seems like a three hour episode would be fine and a 10 minute episode is fine and letting someone binge an entire book right away is also fine but asking someone in our distracted age to keep track of a week over week chapter book or search through a feed for the first episode Seems like it's just asking for a little bit too much focus. Any feedback you might have on this question is very welcome. The other thing that I'm playing around with is a series of videos called How It's Written. The topic has great keyword juice on YouTube. And I have a way to talk about how books are made that nobody else really does. It seems unique. Looking at things from the highest level, plot, theme, characterization, right down to the way individual authors use words, sentences, and paragraphs. I've put the first one up on YouTube. It's for Game of Thrones. It was pretty easy to get to this video because I did a detailed outline of this book a few years back. I think this video is a great first attempt and totally works, but I already have ideas of how to make the next one even better. There's a link to the video in the post. And there's also a link to the infographic I made that that shows you the structure of the entire plot. What's great about this is its content, but it's also all practice for me and the kind of thing that I should be doing on a more regular basis anyway. So I thought I would shoot for one of these a month in 2020. It's really modeled on Rick Beato's What Makes This Song Great series, which, if you haven't checked out yet, I highly recommend. So that is my, admittedly somewhat, discursive plan. So to summarize, each month, one new piece of fiction, one, how it's written, excerpts from How to Succeed in Evil, and various essays and oddments as the spirit moves me. I don't know if this is the best plan. This is just what I think I should test next. So if you have any suggestions or comments, please reply to this email or leave a comment. Help me plan. And that way, God can laugh at us together.